Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 120 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Matthew chapter 18 today, and our focus is on the upside down kingdom of Jesus and his way of greatness. Thank you all for joining us. We discuss one chapter of the Bible a day, five days a week. We're in the New Testament. Twice a week, we're in the Old Testament. Thank you for listening. I'll point you to our website, Bible2021.com, Bible2021.com. Jump on over there to check out show notes, transcripts, and a contact page to ask your question or send in your comment. Matthew 18 is another one of those Bible chapters with several truths that could make an entire podcast out of each one. We could talk for more than one episode about church discipline or about Jesus' advice in Matthew 18 on restoring relationships. We could talk about the deadly dangers of leading children into sin or the possibility, maybe even probability, of guardian angels as one of the great proof texts on guardian angels is in this very chapter. We could talk about the importance of leaving 99 found people to pursue the one lost person, for Jesus wasn't literally talking about sheep, right? And, as we did last year on the Bible Reading Podcast when we covered this passage, we could emphasize how utterly necessary it is for us to forgive people when they offend or wound us. All of those, I think, would make great topics for discussion, and I hope you will listen well to Jesus' teaching on each of those areas in a moment when we read our passage. But our focus today is going to be on greatness, but probably not in the way that you think. In his teachings, Jesus gives at least two keys to greatness, two attitudes and behaviors and mindsets that you and I should adopt, that we must adopt if we would be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. One of those keys to greatness is serving, as we also talked about last year on episode number 20 of the Bible Reading Podcast, today's passage is going to give us another crucial key to greatness in God's kingdom. And by the way, if you want to check out those last two episodes, you can come to our website today, Bible2021.com, and I've got both of those old episodes linked. Well, let's read our passage. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, So who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a small child and had him stand among them. Truly I tell you, he said, unless you turn and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to fall away, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses will inevitably come, but woe to that person by whom the offense comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell fire. See to it that you don't despise one of these little ones, because I tell you that in heaven their angels continually view the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If someone has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, won't he leave the ninety-nine on the hillside and go in search for the stray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over that sheep more than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. 
In the same way, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if you won't listen, take one or two others with you, so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. If he doesn't pay attention to them, tell the church. And if he doesn't pay attention even to the church, let him be like a Gentile and a tax collector to you. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to pay it back, his master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. At this, the servant fell face down before him and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you everything. Then the master of that servant had compassion, released him, and forgave him the loan. That servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him, started choking him, and said, Pay what you owe. At this, his fellow servant fell down and began begging him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he wasn't willing. Instead, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay back what was owed. When the other servants saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then after he had summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And because he was angry, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly Father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brother or sister from your heart. So our verse of the day occurs quite early in the text. Verse 4 says, Whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, unless you're quite familiar with this passage, I would imagine that humility like a child would not be highest on your list of things that make a person great but it certainly is at the top of Jesus' list on greatness. Notice how deliberately Jesus sets up this teaching. First, he asks a provocative question to draw attention. Hey guys, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then he brings in a visual illustration to capture everybody's attention, a little child. Then he drops this amazing and simple teaching. If you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, then you need to be humble like this child. Now, lest we have any confusion or somehow romanticize the concept of humility, the Greek word that Jesus uses here is a word that means to be lowly or to be pressed down or brought low. It's a word that's honestly a little bit startling, and that's because the kingdom of Jesus is upside down the kingdoms of this world in so many ways. The world looks down on servants, but the king of kings exalts them. The world rewards bravado and bragging, but Jesus says the way to be great is to not tout yourself or have your entourage tout you, but to go lower and lower to a level of childlike humility. Now, that concept won't sell many self-help books or whatever, but it is the key to real and lasting and eternal greatness according to Jesus. So here's Spurgeon with some more wisdom on this passage. He says, 
the lower down, the higher up. In a certain sense, the way to heaven is downward in our own esteem, certainly. He must increase, I must decrease. And when that straight-backed letter I, which often becomes so prominent, vanishes altogether till there's not an iota of it left, then we shall become like our Lord. In the kingdom of heaven, the least is the greatest. The most humble is the most exalted. He that will fulfill the lowest offices for the brothers shall be highest in their esteem. We have need to use endeavors to make ourselves truly lowly in mind. And if through almighty grace we succeed in it, we shall take high degrees in the school of love. What a kingdom is this in which every man ascends by willingly going down. It is wisdom for a man to humble himself, for thus he will escape the necessity of being humbled. Children mostly do not try to be humble, they are so, and the same is the case with a really gracious person. The imitation of humility is sickening, the reality is attractive. May grace work it in us. Well, our great example of humility is Jesus, who humbled himself to greatness on the cross, perhaps The most wondrous thing Paul ever wrote in all of his writings was Philippians 2, verses 3 through 11, where he says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility considers others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited, Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity, and when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, dear friends, therefore, aim for greatness. But remember, the path to achieving greatness in God's kingdom is humility and servanthood. Now, let's close with James 4, 6, our Bible memory verse for the month of April, last day for it. But he gives greater grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. Well, dear friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Good day to you and Godspeed.